0: Welcome to rat Sal review what's up lou or should i say prez lou my <laughs> first
1: order is prez free john schaefer
0: <laughs> oh, no, and, that's we'll just, start that. and
1: that's just to piss all you people off that were once his fan but can't stand it now
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually speaking of that uh i have the drummer from timeless haunt coming on the album versus album show and we're gonna do two iced earth albums oh what do we got uh, dystopia mm-hmm. and I believe Burnt Offerings so Stu Block
1: versus Matt Barlow, Matt Barlow. essentially yeah. I like Stu Block I saw him with Into Eternity when they opened up for Megadeth at Gigantor Uh-oh. 2006 um, great show but uh, I'm a Barlow guy
0: your screen just like went crazy for a second there alright well as I said I saw Into Eternity oh, your, voice, your voice is really off Pepsi
1: <laughs> Oh very funny. You know what? I'll just get rid I'll oh let God. me just dump this We're background back. then. No, Alright as I was saying, um my yep. uh my first uh time I saw Into Eternity, well my only time was opening up for Megadeth at Gigantor two thousand six. And um you know I thought he was a great replacement for uh, Matt Barlow, but I'm a Matt Barlow uh guy, you know. That's my preference. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's how I I'm... You know, became fans of them because uh, Barlow's voice really, but yeah. Blanc was Stu Blanc was awesome. I, I just wish he did what he did with Into Eternity.
1: I don't know so, if he could get away with that with uh, Ice Earth's music. Why not? Well, I don't think because Barlow and um,
0: Barlow did some growls in some of those songs, especially on Burnt Offerings, he did some growls, growling stuff, and then um, you know, like the first few Ice Earth albums, actually, the first one, I mean, that guy, listen how that guy did his high voice, you know? Yeah. Little, definitely, you know, kind of fit in there, obviously better, but.
1: All right. Well, I, I can see what you're saying. He, he has uh... like
0: the best of all the, the vocals that have been with iced earth, I think. But I don't like the way he, uh, that John Schaefer made him sing since he's been in the band. He, he, he makes him make a, like a, like a Mar- Matt Barlow clone, you know, mm-hmm. he should be himself
1: yeah at least he gave ripper that uh opportunity which is why i think his performance on glorious burden um i put it on par with his performance on jugulator yes and uh you know i know eric adams is not a fan what's up eric i know he's not a fan of glorious burden but i am you know i just i like the songs I like the singing I like the lyrics but uh apparently uh yeah not good for the ice earth camp very no. sad that uh Hanzi now officially quit demons and right. wizards
0: yeah he did that's that kind of sucks you know
1: I, it does suck considering they they were they, i thought they had such a great chemistry
0: yeah they did I, I think so too actually there's another album we should add to the list i have the newest one i haven't listened to it yet <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i don't think we'll lose fans by the way congratulations to Ratside review for surpassing 500 subscribers on youtube that's awesome
0: that's right thank you i think we're at 501 now right
1: we yes, we are Levi's right you know. now. Levi's five oh one.
0: Yes. Uh awesome, you know, and then I appreciate everybody who has subscribed to the channel. And um yeah, I I, I never thought we would have five subscribers, let alone five hundred and one.
1: I'm at seventeen now, so thanks everyone.
0: <laughs> hey, we all start somewhere. <laughs>
1: yes. Thanks to my wife for her three accounts adding to subscribing to my, <laughs> my channel. <laughs> uh i'm having fun with it though and i'm i'm having fun doing these album reviews and uh joining you every week and uh doing this this is uh this is a blast yeah yeah no
0: it's it's been fun you know i don't have to deal with nate it's a lot easier stop talking shit about (laughs) nate i nate (laughs) Nate's not a bad guy yes he is i I like uncle saxon too i miss saxon how's he been we can't talk about him what we can't talk about uncle saxon Oh, okay. Sorry. Edit that part. <laughs> No, I'm not editing it out, but we can't talk about him on the show. Oh. Maybe, maybe behind the scenes I could talk about him.
1: Okay, so in other words, when this episode's done, <laughs> he's going to give me the skinny, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe. And I don't mean the D. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
0: I don't know too much. I haven't really heard from him, oh my god, since the last time we did a show with him. That's, that was quite a while ago.
1: That was a while uh, ago because last time I did a show with Rad Review was probably before that. Yeah, and then I caught the COVID. You caught
0: the COVID, but you're okay now. Everybody's okay. That's all. The yes, matter.
1: we're all good now. We're all good, and uh, you know, I got um, I got my antibodies. Erin's got her antibodies. Um, actually, I had to take my daughter uh, for another COVID test on Saturday because she has to get uh, surgery uh, next Thursday. Poor uh, kids got. Uh, Trigger Thumb, I think they call it. Okay, yeah. So the good doctors over at Winthrop in Long Island got to take care of it. So uh, just ask everybody out there, please keep my daughter in your thoughts, and I appreciate it in advance. Thank you. And, you know, but this will be good because, you know, she's interested in playing uh, guitar. She's interested in playing piano. She's two and a half, and she's already got a crazy sense of rhythm. I've never seen a a two-and-a-half-year-old that could do this. Steady. (laughs) Really? You know, maybe Wolfgang Van Halen, but we never met. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, um, of course, I just want the best for her, you know. And uh, I do trust my doctors, especially my daughter's doctors.
0: Good. Well, I hope everything comes out all right and she can, uh, you know, get to playing video games when her thumbs get back. No, no video games. Come on. It's bad
1: enough I can't stop the Peppa Pig. You think I'll be able to stop, you know, like uh, Nintendo Switch games once they come in? No way. (laughs) If that had if to, that if that kid is anything like me, which so far Anna is, I sincerely doubt that if I give her Legend of Zelda, she'll be
0: bored. Oh yeah, no, she'll she won't put it down. But uh you had to mention Peppa Pig. Oh my God, my son had a breakdown the other day because I would not put Peppa Pig on.
1: You're doing the boy a favor.
0: <laughs> well, I eventually had to put it on just to shut him up. You but,
1: charlatan! How dare uh, you?
0: Well, I put it on his little tablet that he has, and uh. Yeah, because he wanted me to watch it on television. I'm like, no, you watched Peppa Pig all day the other day. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get the appeal because it's funny and
1: it's kind of trolling if you think about it. Because right. it shows animals that are normally, like, predatorial in the wild actually get along. But then, like, <laughs> you know, they kind of make jokes about their truest nature. So I'm kind of like, ha, 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 that joke's for the adults. Yeah. And it totally goes over my daughter's head. But, eh. Anyways, this is a metal station. Why the fuck it are we is. talking about pepper Pig?
0: <laughs> so before we get off the pepper Pig thing, did you see the one with the potato? I mean, there's a couple of ones with the, the, the potato guy, but there was a Yes, I one. just
1: don't get the potato. I don't
0: He's get funny. it. <laughs> He's funny. And another show you got to watch. I mean, it might be a little too adult for your, for your daughter yet, but uh, The Amazing World of Gumball.
1: I watched an episode of that with my niece, Lily, and... Uh... Man, that was weird. I mean, I thought I was weird because I like Rick and Morty, but yeah. even I think I was out weirded by this. So.
0: <laughs> it is weird, but you know, I like how the animation is like in front of these uh, real backgrounds. You know, I think that's really cool. You know? like
1: yeah, it, no, so. it's 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 cool. I mean, I don't know, like it's a weird show. Yeah, I mean, Aqua Teen was where I drew my line for that mm. for like weirdness in shows because. You know, I'll go back and like, I'll watch some of those and I'll just be like, my God, was I high when I was watching these? But I still find them
0: hilarious. I really I, never got into Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Somebody made me watch it once and I was like, a, meat, a talking meatball? Come on. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I,
1: I tell you, when the movie has Mastodon as the opening uh, theme and Neil Peart doing the drum solo of life, <laughs> I didn't even got, know they into the
0: movie. You wow. gotta love
1: it. You got. I mean, the fact that Neil even agreed to it just goes to show you Neil was awesome. Yeah. One year later, we still miss you, Neil. Uh
0: Miles wow, has been a year already. Damn, it I hit. went fast. It's
1: been a year, yeah. Uh,
0: actually, that music store that you just found recently. Uh, High Fidelity? High Fidelity, yeah. When he used to have his old store, he had a poster of Rush, and it was signed by all three of them. That's crazy. It is crazy. He must have
1: gotten that... Because I know that Alex and Getty were the only two that did meet and greets with the fans, but they had an arrangement where if you mailed in your item to the arena that they were performing at and addressed it to them, they would actually sign it and mail it back to you. It's just, you know, you had to put in a uh, self-addressed stamp envelope and, uh, you know, a lot of people got their stuff signed from all three of them, which was pretty awesome. Um if I had known, oh, man, what wouldn't I have sent in?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I never heard bands doing that before. Yeah. I didn't even know they did that. That's that's good.
1: By the way, speaking of which, uh, hit up my friend John Gregory on my Facebook. He's an amazing artist who does a um, – he did a, a three-cell painting of Alex Getty and, um, and Neil. I actually have one. Um, I haven't framed it yet, but I plan on it. 'cause eventually I want to make this into like a music room slash studio type thing or maybe in my basement. But hit him up. His name is John Gregory. He's on my Facebook. Great artist. Um pay him. He'll draw or paint for you whatever he wants. Oh. And um normally I don't like uh I, I don't uh drop charities that I believe in either. But uh Wayne, if I could, I just wanted to recommend uh my friend Denise Escobar and Rob Graziani. They have a new podcast out called the Anvi Graziani Foundation podcast. They are a foundation that actually, uh, they raise money for breast cancer awareness and research and they just released their first podcast on Spreaker. So I just wanted to give them, uh, some love and a shout out and they're going to do the same for us. So awesome. Very cool. Big shout out to my friends, Denise and Rob and all of the Anvi Graziani Foundation. God bless you guys and cool. everything what you do.
0: And what's the name of that show again? So people know what to look for uh the abg podcast abg podcast so look that up yes very cool awesome all right so that's
1: my that's my plug (laughs) are you ready i guess so
0: (laughs) oh my god i'm sorry i had to do this to you
1: well one of the two albums is really good so let's get to the bad one first and just get it out of the way
0: we'll go in order the bad one is first
1: that's fine (laughs)
0: uh well what we're doing this week is uh two diamond head albums that i have i just recently acquired these and haven't listened to them yet and that's why we're doing them on the show first one is all will be revealed which i kind of messed up on i thought we were listening to what's in your head i think that's what the album's called right i don't even remember but that album should be called all should be hidden (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for what was supposed to be revealed in this one and then uh, the same title down. album all but, uh, will be revealed as Scott Wyler did ghost vocals on that album <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is the is it the 5th or 6th album oh I don't even
1: know I think know. it's the 5th
0: album uh, I can quickly go on Wikipedia real quick to check their discography I believe it's the 5th album because there was an EP before this I was just reading it and uh, they oh, I came... think that was like
1: their first album in like, yeah, fifteen it, years it, it,
0: it, since um, Pro, Death in Progress, because that came out in '94, I believe.
1: Like, well, I the, yeah, around that time it was after they did their guest uh, their guest spot at uh, Donington with Metallica, yeah. yeah. Which that would so, have been a cool show. Okay, so discography: yeah. Lightning to the Nations, Borrowed Time, Canterbury, Death in Progress. So this is their fifth album, released 12 years after Death in Progress.
0: Yeah. Which wasn't that great of an album.
1: Which one, Death in Progress? Death
0: in Progress. I didn't care for that one too much.
1: No, but, you know, I def- I still listen to Lightning to the Nations. I think that's yeah, that's a classic, classic okay. album.
0: That one, and, and Borrowed Time. Actually, I think Borrowed Time's a little better.
1: Okay. Actually, I know that Metal Blade in 2001... Uh, released a compilation CD called Diamond Lights, which was, uh-huh. um, it, it it was it, it was compiled of, of tracks from Lighting to the Nations, and uh, oh, what was the EP?
0: It was basically oh. Into the Beginning, because there was another compilation called Into the Beginning. It was the same thing,
1: right? And that <laughs> I was really happy that uh, Metal Blade re released that in two thousand one. That was that was good. Uh, it's funny because around that time they were actually packaging a lot of uh classic metal bands like they actually had an anvil best of and uh they were they were really doing their best to try to distribute a lot of independent uh labels from europe in the in the states so you know i I know i've praised metal blade in the past before and i still stand by those words Mm. um you know i it's funny like so many labels or so many bands want to keep quote-unquote true metal alive i think that metal blade was doing that and i just always thought it was a shame that they never got the credit and you know i thank them for having released diamond head because otherwise i would have never had access to it when i was 20
0: exactly and if metallica never covered I evil we probably would have never known who diamond head was
1: yeah, and on the newest Diamond Head release coming out this year, they return the favor by covering No Remorse, which they do a damn good job of.
0: They do. But I hear the album the re recordings of the original album aren't that good. But that might you be another show.
1: You, you 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 can't shine a diamond that's already been shined, no pun right. intended. I mean, Lightning to the Nations is perfect in its imperfections. You know, uh not the greatest production because it was 1980 and who knows what kind of budget they had but its rawness its musicianship its arrangements its performances i mean it's perfect why try to you know mess with that and i'm not saying diamond Head shouldn't release i mean look they could release whatever the hell they want you know i mean they got to make a living somehow and you know but at least they didn't stop releasing the original versions of those albums so they're there if you want them
0: they are there they're pretty well available too because they keep reissuing them so they're always there Mm -hmm. uh okay so diamond comes back with their fifth album all will all will be revealed uh the biggest thing that's different about diamond head is the vocalist uh the original vocalist i can't remember his name off the top of my head what is it the original vocalist was uh sean harris sean harris thank you very much i knew it was something with harris so now they have nick tart no relation to steve no relation at all and <laughs> what uh nick tart i don't know who nick tart is but he is now the new vocalist for diamond head i don't know if he ever came from some other band you, you know who nick tart is No, I never heard of him uh, before or after this album. (laughs) (laughs) But, yep, so here is his uh, vocal debut with Diamond Head. All will be revealed. And this album sounds like it was released in the wrong year.
1: It sounds like it was released in
0: 2005. (laughs) It sounds like it it should have been released in, like, 1997, because it sounds like an alternative-type album. Well, I... The
1: reason why I say 2005, because that was, like, the tail end of, like, grunge, new metal era before metalcore started becoming the um, flavor of the month metal genre. Um, I mean, there's just a lot about it that kind of reminded me of, like, where... Not that I'm comparing it to Machine Head, but like you know, when Machine Head went groove new metal, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when all these other bands started coming out, acting like they were like you know hip hoppers wearing like L.A. Lakers jerseys and whatever, you should have left that to the New York hardcore scene, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. um, but not knocking the New York hardcore scene, they could have gone away with it. They were tough guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the problem the problem with this album is the fact that it is very inconsistent Mm -hmm. it does not sound like Diamond Head it sounds like Diamond Head trying to be other bands with Scott Weiland on vocals
0: I, I I didn't get the Scott Weiland thing but now I'll have to take a closer listen to that and see if I can hear Scott Weiland but go ahead I mean like I
1: don't normally try to analyze every song but in this case I had to like, yeah. if I can go through all of them, I said Mine All Mine was very STP, Velvet, revolverish. revolverish. Mm. Uh, give it to me. I said Groove Metal, new Metal, question mark. But the vocals were pretty good on that one. There were a couple of times where this album actually reminded me of Montrose, uh, such as Nightmare and um, Come Alive, although that, that was actually a pretty good one. That reminded me a lot of uh, Montrose meets Zeppelin. And then by the time Fallen Angel came on, I asked myself, when did Richie Kotzen join a Roadrunner Records band from 1999? <laughs> so, you know, it just got to a point where it was just like they were going around so much. I was just, is this Diamond Head or is this Diamond Head trying to be somebody else? And I think I think Brian Tyler is an amazing guitar player, great songwriter. I just didn't get what he was going for.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think they really had uh, any kind of focus when they did this album. all. I, I think it was kind of rushed, too, in a way. They didn't. He was, he
1: was quoted as saying that he was looking to release an album with uh, all straight-ahead rockers and no fillers. Yeah. There's just one problem.
0: It's all filler.
1: <laughs> Half right on one and completely wrong on the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian, if you're watching this. I love you. I respect you. But no, this is your sane anger.
0: Oh my god It's it's not that bad
1: (laughs) This is Diamond Head's Saint Anger
0: Oh god At least it sounds better
1: This is Diamond Head's Risk
0: Oh come on I like Risk
1: I like Breadline That's about it It is a good song
0: But I I understand what you're saying Uh, Yeah, It's not Diamond Head And I like when bands try something new But as long as it's good I agree You know but there also has to be a consistency there. Right. And and this album is not consistent whatsoever. Uh you mentioned a couple songs. You you went up to Fallen Angel. I mean I I listened to the rest of the album. Obviously you did too. But uh You said and you haven't what
1: I tried to be as objective as possible, Wayne, and I honestly I, I couldn't. It it no. <laughs>
0: It's funny cuz when I was listening to the wrong album and I finally did, you know, I realized I was listening to the wrong one and you told me listen to this one and uh I'm I was agreeing with you. I'm like, "Oh my god, the song's just kind of go nowhere." But then I got, I got to Lost at Sea and I guess like the opening riff, it, it sounded really cool. I was like, "All right, this sounds kind of like a it could have been like a diamond hit song and it sounds cool." But then it gets to like the what am I right here? It gets to, like the the verses or the chorus or something and it just gets, like gets like really weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it the, doesn't fit. By the time I got to Lost at Sea, I asked myself was, if there was
0: any heart put into this album at all. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, and I, I wrote here too because it's got like that alternative type sound. It sounded like um like the remember the band Live.
1: Uh, yes, I do.
0: That, that's what it reminded me of. Like that that weird uh, chorus part. It's like this doesn't fit with the rest of the music. It was just strange. And then, uh, as it went on, the last song, uh, Muddy Waters. That sounded like that Everclear song. Uh, the one I, I my my dad gave me a name or whatever the hell he says. The, the, the most famous Everclear song everybody knows. I actually said...
1: Uh, oh, Santa Monica?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is.
1: Okay. I actually said about Muddy Waters, I said that the best thing about the album was Carl Wilcox's drumming. Yeah. And uh, I definitely felt like on that song, um, he definitely shined, but... Um, that was really all I could say about it. That was, that was decent. I feel so bad saying this about Brian Tyler because of what he's given us in the past. Um, and, and, you know, I I don't want to discredit him as a musician. Um, I'll just say that, you know what? He had been out of the game for, uh, for 12 years, you know, it was Metallica that was keeping him alive. So maybe he felt like he had to compete with the younger metal bands that was out there i'm sure except except the problem was he was competing with the wrong ones (laughs) right
0: (laughs) yeah pretty much but uh i like it wrote here i mean i can't say it's unlistenable because it's not all that bad it's it's i don't think it's as bad as saint anger but uh it's just there's no standout tracks in this album it's just it's not something that makes me want to go back and listen to it
1: i like drinking again i thought that was my favorite track on the album um what, what else
0: was not have your favorites there? on this album
1: uh dr- drinking again number one come alive number two dead or living number three uh by the time all will be revealed the title track came on i said to myself is this a theme song for a cw show
0: <laughs> it's a uh, one of this the uh what the hell is that the uh, dc universe uh show no, DC Universe,
1: I think of trust what companies. That, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the DC Universe they call when they get together? Uh, uh, oh, the um, Crisis on crisis, Infinite Earths? Yeah. Earth? yeah. Uh. <laughs> All will we, we'll be revealed at the Infinite Earth. But, yeah, I, like I said, there's no, no song on this album that stood out to me whatsoever. And it's a shame because, like you say, Brian Tatler's an awesome guitarist and it's Diamond Head. Hey, every band. Comes up with a, a dud here and there. I mean, they had a, another dud before this. Uh, what was the third album called? Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember. It's I'll got, tell you,
1: it was a Canterbury?
0: Canterbury, yes. There's like one or two good yeah. songs on there.
1: But the amazing thing is that, you know, I, after listening to it, I said, you know what? You can't discredit Brian Tattler and his Not contributions or yeah. what he could possibly come out with afterwards that would be even better, which... Exactly. Thank God I said that to myself because he ended up coming out with far superior stuff than this. Oh, so, yeah. good on you, Brian Tyler.
0: Hey, and without him, we wouldn't have Metallica.
1: This is true. You know, <laughs> so, I you mean, know. Oh, w- without him, there'd be no Big Four. There'd right, be exactly. no...
0: No Megadeth, no Metallica, no... No, anybody.
1: no, no Slayer, no Anthrax. No. Although, I prefer S.O.D., but, you know, anyway.
0: No, stop. They only did two albums. This <laughs> I
1: know, but... Speak English or Die is such a classic.
0: I really care for it. It's, it's all right. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> it is. It has its moments. You know, when I have a problem with, like, funny metal, I mean, it's cool for a little while, and then it just gets, like, boring.
1: Oh, so do you hate Steel Panther, then? Totally hate Steel Panther. Oh, come
0: on. <laughs> it's not funny. It's terrible.
1: Uh, granted, it's the same joke beaten to death like those Bernie memes, but I like it. I can't <laughs> At have...
0: first... At first, it was funny. I thought it was funny, but now it's just, I don't know. Not, not for yeah.
1: me. You know, if if Satchel was a shitty guitar player, I'd I'd probably feel that way, but I'll...
0: That's the thing. They're great musicians.
1: Yeah. I mean... If they just
0: did real music, it would be fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Satchel was in fight with Rob Halford, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, uh, War of Wards is a classic, in my opinion, of 90s metal. Mm-hmm. So, but I digress. Anyways, yeah, all will be revealed. Um, could have been a lot better. Um, I'll I'll give credit to the three songs, and you know, I mean, the musicians are they're good. I mean, they obviously they they know the way around their instruments. It's just the songs could have just been better. I mean, it, it, the production didn't bother me, but you know, uh, great production and uh, bad material does not make for a good album.
0: All right. Yeah, even if Sean Harris was on this album, I don't think that would have even helped.
1: No, it wouldn't. It, he wouldn't it.
0: even fit. You know, I don't think it, it wouldn't. It just clashed. It wouldn't have worked at all.
1: No, it didn't. I, I mean, and that's another thing. I guess I'm so used to s- someone like Sean Harris's delivery that hearing this was just like, this isn't even comparable to what. And, and again, I, I say that not saying, oh, every album by the same band has to sound the same. You know, I'm yeah, I'm no. I'm not saying that at all. Um, you know, I think that bands should either get better mm. or they should strive to you know succeed where they haven 't gone before you know experimentation is good, and you know and and I give bands credit when they do that um in this case, it just didn't work, mm. but you know too late. All will be revealed, was revealed, and...
0: (laughs) It was revealed to be exactly a dud. Uh, But, they made up for it.
1: They totally Uh, did.
0: Yeah, Two albums later, with the same title, uh, self-titled release of Diamond Head. And, once again, a new singer. This time with uh, Rasmus Bon Anderson. Rasmus Bomb Anderson, sorry. Uh, Very... Very, very, very good singer. He's also on the new album, too, The uh, Coffin Train.
1: Yeah, with the exception of, I believe it's the bassist. No, no, not the bassist, the rhythm guitar player, because Andy Aberley is the rhythm guitarist on this, and they replaced him with Dean Ashton. Um, this lineup of Diamond Head has actually been the most consistent as of late. Oh. So, yeah, like the lineup you have on this album from 2016 is pretty much the Diamond Head that we have today just with a different rhythm guitarist. Mm-hmm. But this album, I thought I put up there with Lightning to the Nations.
0: Yeah, I would say so too. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on this album that sounds like old Diamond Head. Yes. You know, this, uh, like, uh, let's <clears what throat> see. But not, all, it,
1: ju- not just rehashing old Diamond Head, no, but like a yep. Diamond Head for like the new millennium.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, like Even the, the start-out song, Bones. I mean, it's a great opening track. You know, and that could have fit perfectly on some old, uh, one of the older albums, you know?
1: Yes, I agree. I it
0: would it would fit right in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shout Out the Devil, it's good as well, but every time I hear Shout Out the Devil, I think Molly Crew.
1: Well, not to mention the uh, the melody in the chorus sounded very familiar. I said, uh, Rasmus, are you biting off Vince Neal and Nikki Six? <laughs> I mean, you know, Shout Out the Devil. It's like, come on, really?
0: Yeah, I, they should have really named it something else, you know. I thought it was a cover, actually, at first, and then I'm like, no. But uh, <laughs> I, I thought so, too, but then I was like, why would Diamondhead cover the crew? No yeah, way. <laughs> it makes make no sense. But uh, just speaking of Rasmus real quick, um, he, he sounds like Chris Cornell. I mean, he sounds more like Chris Cornell on the, the latest album, Coffin Train. This one, he kind of doesn't sound as much, but he's almost identical to Chris Cornell.
1: See, it's funny that you mentioned that though, because I I knew he it wasn't Sean Harris, mm. but I thought that his delivery, his performance was as good as Sean Harris's was oh, yeah. on those old vocals. So I really wasn't comparing him to any other singer than him. Uh, I, I don't I didn't see the Chris Cornell comparison. No? Well, or maybe, maybe I just it, didn't think about it.
0: Yeah, you he know, probably didn't think about it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan, so when I hear so simil- I. I hear so many similarities between their two voices, it's it's ridiculous. But I also hear Sean Harris too, which is why I'm glad that they got this vocalist because I'm sure I haven't heard him sing any of the uh, old stuff yet. I haven't really listened to the new uh, remake of uh, Lightning Ten Nations. I've seen but, some live
1: footage from some of the summer festivals, and he he gets it. Yeah, yeah. The, band, I, I, the band's
0: tight as fuck, so. Right. Yeah, he's 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 an awesome singer. They they could not have found a better singer for this band. No, you know, no. I, I think it gave him a lot. Uh, it gave him life again. You know, absolutely. With the other guy, I mean, the other guy was good, but it just I don't know. He just didn't fit that well with the band. Um,
1: some sometimes you just you know you you, you strike gold, and sometimes you just don't. I mean, like I'm a fan of the band Asking Alexandria. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure you're either not familiar with them, or you're not a fan of theirs. I, I know where they are. Okay, but you know, I really enjoy, and that's not product placement, ladies and gentlemen. Him drinking a this? McDonald's cup. Where's McDonald's. my Doritos bag?
0: What's that slogan?
1: Corporatism is not something that I'm a fan of.
0: <laughs> we are taking uh sponsors from McDonald's and Zevia, if you're interested.
1: Yes, and McDonald's start serving start start serving Zevia, please. Anyways. Um, what was I getting at? I was talking about Oh fuck, what were they talking about?
0: You fucked this up cuz uh, you had to say something about my McDonald's cup. Uh, um,
1: no, we're talking uh, about Diamond Head. <laughs> then ah oh, shit.
0: I'm not editing this, damn you.
1: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> the point I'm trying Okay, so we're talking about vocalists. We're talking about comparisons. Talking about live performances and how they rivaled. And then we got into something. I lost it. Oh, God. You have to edit this out. We look like mooks now.
0: <laughs> I look like one all the time. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't remember. And I can't re- rewind this to find out.
1: No. All right. Take
0: two. <laughs> Fine. I'll edit it.
1: There we go. <laughs> so, um...
0: Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn you. Now I'm not editing it, leaving it in.
1: All right, this is great comic relief. It is. Um. Anyways, I I thought it was a really good album. I thought, <laughs> fuck me running.
0: <laughs> uh, what?
1: Why did you have to drink the McDonald's during know, the album it break? No, it's not going to chalk my memory.
0: <laughs> uh, well, while you're trying to figure out what you're trying to say, Not over. Usually, that's usually usually, usually that's my problem. Uh, a song I think is my favorite of this whole thing is uh, "All Reasons You Live." It's a very preachy. It sounds like he's—I guess he's talking about Jesus or something, or uh, right? Uh, I didn't read the lyrics. Um, all.
1: You know, I really wasn't paying attention to what the lyrics were. I was just listening to the delivery, and the string arrangement actually really caught me.
0: I was going to mention that as well, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, but, you know, we did um, did skip on uh, one song, Set My Soul on Fire. Yeah. Didn't that remind you of The Small Hours by Holocaust a little bit?
0: I never heard that song, so I wouldn't know. Oh,
1: Metallica covered it on Garage Inc., and I was just like, wait a minute. Is Diamond Head going the Holocaust route right now? So... You know, I, I thought it was – be, because the uh, the beat is, is similar and so is, like, like, the riffing that. a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but, you know.
0: Could be. But, you know what, that metallic. I, you know what? I forgot that was on the uh, Garage Inc. Um, garage Inc.? Yes. What was the name of it?
1: Well, technically, it was on Garage Days Re-Revisited <clears throat> Oh, riff- right. on Garage Inc. All right,
0: yes, okay, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to it that closely to hear that. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, I listen to you know, these albums that uh, we review at my job because thankfully I have an office where nobody bothers. Ooh, who am I kidding? People bother me <laughs> all the time. But, you know, I still make it a point to listen to these damn albums and I refuse to be interrupted. <laughs> what are you saying? I was interrupted listening to these albums? no i'm talking about myself i don't care about you
0: no. <laughs> you don't care about me either goodbye no, I... Lou. i said good day
1: <laughs> oh, thank you willie
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if that's what you think fine that's what you think
1: i, I I'm, I'm not knocking it i mean i didn't think there was one bad song on this whole
0: album at all there is so. this is diamond head being diamond head again and it, all of us uh, really not all of it but it, there's some really great songs on here um. Let's see. Like you said, the orchestra thing that they added into that song, uh, "All the Reasons You Live," was awesome. I love that. It's just very slightly in there. It's not overpowering the music. No. But it. But it fit really well. It's an awesome yes. chorus. It's very singable. Mm-hmm. Very catchy.
1: Yeah, the uh, ending track "Silence" also has a very good string arrangement. But I actually think that Diamond had kind of, you know, paid a great homage to Zeppelin with that album with that track. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know, there was a lot in this to to define as a fan of like classic rock and metal music. Mm-hmm. Um Blood on My Hands was probably my least favorite track on the really? album.
0: but it was I, my second favorite.
1: But I like the chorus. I thought the chorus was really good. Just yeah. I guess the verse just didn't do it for me. Um You know
0: what's what uh that reminds me of though? Uh the song Borrowed Time. Has the same guitar type feel to it. Mm I don't know if you noticed that. I think it's Borrowed Time. It's something from that album, if it's not Borrowed Time, the actual song.
1: I have to go back and uh, check that one out. But uh, Diamonds was my favorite. Diamonds was my favorite song on the album. Really? Yes. Interesting. Why? Uh, My notes were I said that it just sounded like the band was making a statement for this version of the band which I, as a fan, stand behind. So I will gladly put this album up with Lightning to the Nations. I think I said that, but I'll say it again. It's as good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If, I wish Greg was here because I don't think he would agree with you. That's okay. I think, I, <laughs> I think to the Nations is like his favorite album ever. But I, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I would put it at least in those first three albums. You know, I would maybe take Canterbury make that the fourth album. This would be the third one
1: yeah oh i remember what i was saying i was talking about asking alexandria that's what it was there we go yes now I okay so you know their most famous lineup was their original lineup with danny danny warsnop danny quits after their third album they get this guy dennis Stoff from the ukraine to replace him one album last six months on the tour with the band quits danny comes back they don't even touch that album anymore and, you know, so basically it's like they picked up where they left off with the third album. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it happens. Uh, sometimes, you you know, uh, a band will get someone some new blood in the lineup and they'll release something that is, you know, not very memorable. But then it just takes the right person to just bring it back to prominence. Right. Like, like I I love Priest with Ripper. I thought Jugulator was a phenomenal album. I did not care for Demolition. Hmm. So but I didn't want them to get rid of Ripper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just like, all right, well, well let's let's give him another chance. No, they got Halford back in the van and you know, uh. this came out. And then <laughs> um Angel of Retribution came out, which I was like, Priest is back. Right. But, you know, I'm really really excited to hear what Ripper's gonna do with uh KK right now. That's oh, gonna yeah, be I awesome. About that. Well, yeah. technically, it's it's three former members of Priest. It's KK Ripper and Les Binks.
0: Interesting. So that's going to be killer. I can't wait for that. I just wish they would have got back together. You know, if, if KK would have just went back to Priest and just, you know.
1: Yeah, but I love what Richie's contributed to the band. I do I, too.
0: I'm I'm, so, I'm happy with him. I mean, he look, he looks like KK anyway. So just, just looks like
1: look, looks like if KK and Randy Rhodes had a son.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So he's right. fine.
1: In today's day and age, you can figure that out. Anyway.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm also going to agree with you back to Diamond Head with the song of Diamonds. Um, another good tra- song. It's a very fast track. gets right to the point. And, uh, you know, I agree with you. It's not my favorite song off here, but it, it gets right to the point. It's a good song. And it's very catchy. And, uh, yeah, this this Diamond Head album, go find it because you, you'll, you'll really like it.
1: Yes, it is available on streaming platforms, so if yeah. you're too lazy to go buy it, at least buy the iTunes version of it.
0: Buy the iTunes version, sign up to Spotify, get a account, and uh, listen to everything you want that they actually have on a streaming service. Yes. If they don't have it, go buy it.
1: Yeah, but uh, definitely good on Diamond Head. And again, I, I apologize if Nick Tart or Brian Tyler <laughs> is watching this. Um I don't know either of you as human beings. I'm yeah. I'm sure you guys are awesome. And you know, like I, I meant no offense by it, but as a fan, I just I just couldn't get behind it. But I you know, I'm glad Brian Tyler has uh pursued the career or the path that he has right now with the uh current line of a diamond head. Wish Nick Tart all the best. Mm. But change your name, Tart is not a good
0: <laughs> Well, I got a surprise for you, Lou. What do we got? Nick Tart and Brian Tartler are coming on the show right now. Here we go. Crap. <laughs> that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Hey, I'm sure they're used to this by now. You know? They've been around forever. So it is what it is. They get it.
1: Are they really coming on? No. Oh. You had me.
0: <laughs> oh my god, are you that gullible? <laughs> I well, would I wait the I... last ten minutes of the show to bring them on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you, you pulled off past members of King Diamond. I don't know what you're capable of.
0: I'm not that capable. Actually, I've tried to get Diamond Head on. Actually, I think Greg's trying to get them on, too, again. Again? Uh, yeah, I've, I, I have the contact. It's just trying to get them on the show. It's, it's like uh, pulling teeth.
1: Yeah, at one point they were managed by Mustaine, I think. But I think they uh, split.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, they're they're really in the ass to get on the show.
1: Well, it's hard. I mean, you know. It is,
0: but you know what? Everybody's not really doing much right now.
1: No one's doing anything. I, I mean, they have he,
0: real jobs, but you
1: know. I mean, here I'm reading about freaking Michael Sweet talking about how he sees concerts coming back in 2021. Uh, I don't know. Didn't we lose a bunch of vaccines? <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's not happening. 2022 if everybody's lucky. Yeah. But I really think. I although I did see something today. Somebody posted some concerts coming back. I don't know what the hell it was. I'll never find it now. No sense for me to look for it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see anything. Maybe another country. I like possibly coming back, but not here. Not in the U.S.
1: I don't know. I just, I, I, it's funny. Like I, I, I think I'm just depressing myself watching old footage of Vakin concerts on YouTube and. Uh, <laughs> You know, something on my bucket list is to be in Germany to sing Valhalla with a crowd to Blind Guardian. <laughs> I, oh, the uh, Bard so, song.
0: That'd be awesome.
1: Bard song, yes, but I mean, come on, Valhalla. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll settle for Heaven as, Heaven Shall Burn performing it. I just want to sing Valhalla with a crowd.
0: <laughs> it's funny, because, you know, even though I love music and I do this show, I'm not a huge live music fan, I'm not a lover of live music. I'm not, is that a like, fact? I don't like going to concerts. Yeah. Total fact. I talked about this on, on Facebook yesterday in a little group chat. hmm And people were surprised. Um,
1: my only problem with concerts is I feel like sometimes the acoustics in the arena or in the amphitheaters, mm. um... Sometimes it's just not good. Yeah. You know? I mean, in in a club atmosphere, it's a different story. Mm. Um, acoustics bounce perfectly well. But in an arena, just uh, sometimes it just doesn't cut through correctly. Yeah. I, I try to think of one band that I might have seen in an arena where it was just perfect. I'd probably have to say it was maybe Muse or Rammstein, where it was just perfect. Right. You know? And... Well, I mean, the first time I saw Sabbath, well, yeah, it was my first concert with uh, Pantera and Deftones. I think that uh, that was just such a loud concert. But I can understand what you mean, that um, sometimes the live arena or the live well, atmosphere, sometimes, you know, it's not as enjoyable as listening to it, you know, from an auto, audible experience.
0: Right. Yeah, it, it depends on what, where you see bands. But uh, my, my thing is more getting to the show. I got to drive there. Then you got to find a parking, parking spot. And yeah, if you got to pay for parking. And then, you know, God forbid the show ends at like midnight or whatever. And if it's an hour away, then that's another hour to get home. And it's just, you know, you get home at two o'clock in the morning. I'm, you know, I'm just old.
1: Or in some cases, if you went to <laughs> Lamore in Brooklyn, the headline band started at two o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's true too. And it's just, I don't know. It was just always more of a headache than it just was to me. Yeah. Go.
1: I I couldn't believe it when I actually drove to the Gramercy with uh, Matt Michelow, who's uh, part of my roundtable on Music Is Life. Uh, we both uh, I drove us in to, uh, to, to go see the band Ginger over at the Gramercy. Mm-hmm. Found a parking spot right across the street from the club. Oh, I yeah. That paid. place is
0: very easy to find a parking spot.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I can't believe I had an easier time finding a parking spot in the city than I do right. at Jones Beach. At Jones <laughs> Beach, I got to park
0: all the way back there yeah yeah jones beach sucks with that uh but that yeah that's another thing too jones beach awesome little venue to go see a show but you have to be up front if you're in the back you can't i mean you hear the band but it's nothing like you would hear it up front
1: because the sound
0: just goes everywhere
1: yeah if the wind is blowing into the microphones it, it picks it up
0: yeah it's it's i mean it's cool to be there and everything but it's just not cool unless you're down the front
1: yeah although uh the best office that i ever saw was at jones beach so uh that that was a great experience yeah were you down front for that no i was uh i right above orchestra
0: okay that's still that's uh, you're still kind of like in there
1: yeah i mean where i was sitting it it sounded perfect so
0: Hmm. yeah but yeah that's my story i mean uh I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Uh, one of my favorite shows it was kind of weird, I guess, because it's not metal or anything. But uh, the band Pulp. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, uh, they made their reunion, and they went to uh, Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Nice. Just between ne- the sound and all the songs that they played, was like every single hit that they had, and you know, even a couple surprises that were still like hit songs in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh just everything about that whole show was awesome. just love it very cool
1: now you 're talking about from a live experience as in the audience now, how about from a musician' standpoint um did you enjoy playing concerts
0: yeah actually i I love playing concerts i don 't mind playing them mm-hmm. getting to them again, getting to it yeah, I hate that part, but playing them and you know and and setting up part two that, that sucks too, but playing shows. Uh, Like the thing I wrote on Facebook early today, how I was, I did have stage fright, you know, and the reason why I played drums is because that hides me from the crowd, you know, nobody sees Mm -hmm. me behind the drum set. So, you know, it's a little, I was a little afraid at first, but then I got used to playing in front of people and, and it's fun. And actually, when I do go see shows, I get, that's another thing. I get mad when I go see shows because I think I could be up there if I was with the right people.
1: That's always the problem, and, you know, one thing that drives me crazy is seeing musicians who have no concept of how to get the proper tone out of their amps or the proper uses out of their pedals, you know, I am not a, I am not a student of the Yngwie Malmsteen school of thought where more is more, right. you know, I'm all about quality and the value of what you're putting out there, exactly. not that I'm not getting Engbe as a musician, but... Well, first of all, I can't even do sweet picks. But I mean, I just think that like there's a there's a great guitar player out of Astoria, Anan uh, Suleiman, and he's just you know, when it comes to, you know, playing the right notes, getting the right sounds, this kid's got it. Mm. Same thing with Damiano Christian from Sacred Oath from Connecticut. Like, you know, he he doesn't overdo it for the sake of overdoing it. He he does what needs to be done for the song without trying to make him self look like he's better than he thinks he is you know it's it's just and he's he also taught me a lot of things about guitar and i'm 40 and i've been playing since i was 12 Uh so if a guy like me who is of a certain age still wants to learn from you know other people who are willing to you know teach them especially younger ones then it it shows that there's something special about um, you know new guitar players, especially in your local scenes, so do what you can to support them, everyone, please go buy their merch, buy their t shirts buy their c d s you know give them the reason to keep going because you know these musicians depend on uh, uh on your support yeah. but uh, though, at at this juncture, though, I would have to say that the one thing that i don 't um i don 't miss about concerts is you know <laughs> i i i, I don 't want to say that I sound like a dick, but I, I, I kind of like knowing that the next drummer I play with is someone who knows the difference between dynamics and tempo. So <laughs> I think that's where I'm at in my life right now. I'm too well, old to deal with bullshit.
0: <laughs> yes, and I like to play with guitar players who actually can play their instrument.
1: Oh, Okay, I quit.
0: No. On, that, <laughs> on that note, Lou, we got to get out of
1: here. All then. Plug your show. Music is Live podcast available exclusively on the Ratsal Review Network. Please find me on YouTube at Music is Live Podcast and also subscribe to my on iTunes and other available platforms where you can download your fine podcast. But don't forget Ratsal Review. And again, another big shout out to my friends Denise and Rob over at the Anvi Graziani Foundation podcast. And, um, Shout out to Rafi Boy, Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck. What's up, buddy?
0: That's right. We haven't seen him in a while. Soon, I
1: hope. Yes, definitely.
0: What was the, their podcast again so everybody knows to look for their podcast?
1: The podcast. AVG uh, Foundation podcast. The And V Graziani. That's A-N-N-E-V-G-R-A-Z-I-A-N-N-I.
0: I hope everybody had a pen and paper.
1: Well, just rewind the fucking video.
0: (laughs) Uh, And as usual, RatsOutReview.com. Please subscribe, like, and share all of our episodes to all your friends and even people that aren't your friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, find us on Hami Media Group as well. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Tulu.